Hey, hey, welcome to the Table Talk with Toddy podcast. Joining us today is published author, tech founder, business coach, and CEO of Blaze Group LLC, Casey Ariel Richardson. Casey spent a decade in finance with Bank of America, where she was vice president managing a $20 billion portfolio of term and intraday credit exposures for pre-IPO, middle market, and large corporate technology clients. Even before embarking on entrepreneurship, Casey was passionate about creating and holding space for black and brown minorities who are too often overlooked and underserved. She won the Bank of America 2019 Global Diversity and Inclusion Award, served as the communications chair of the Northern California Black Professional Group, was a council member on the Global DNI Council for the Wholesale Credit Organization, all while at Bank of America. Within the Silicon Valley community, Casey coached Black and Latinx employee resource group leaders on gaining and maximizing executive sponsorship. In the wake of the global cry for racial equity and systematic justice during the second half of 2020, Casey left corporate America and founded Blaze Group LLC. Blaze provides 3,500 plus black female entrepreneurs with access to knowledge, capital, and mentorship. Resources that this cohort has limited access to even while they are starting more businesses each day than women of any other race in the United States. Casey is the author of Pain Unseen, The Truths That Lie Beneath My Strength, a beautifully raw memoir that aims to break the cycle of silent suffering. Her book is available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook on Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Casey graduated magna cum laude from the University of South Carolina Honors College with a major in corporate finance. A native of Gaston, South Carolina, she now resides in Nairobi, Kenya. In today's episode, Casey joins us for a beginner-friendly conversation about the next chapter of digital that everyone's talking about. The metaverse, Web 3.0, you name it, and how she's positioning herself to win in this next chapter of digital. And how we also can get in position and get ahead to own some of this new digital currency and real estate that's for the taking. Let's dive into today's show. Welcome to the Table Talk with Toddy podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Natasha Toddy Weston. Welcome. And if you are a Table Talk with Toddy OG, welcome back. Joining us today is published author, tech founder, business coach, and CEO of Blaze Group LLC, my good sis, Casey Ariel Richardson, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> What's up, Toddy? What's up, girl? Casey and I are co-host sisters over at the Essential Conversations with K-Marie podcast um, on the Top Spot Network, where we talk about all things essential for the Black woman. But today, I invited Casey on the show to talk about something else essential, but in terms of the newest and greatest digital phenomenon, Web 3.0. And some of y'all are probably listening like, girl, what are you talking about? And that's just why we're here today. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, that's just why we're here today. And so if you're on YouTube watching, shout out to you. Thank you so much for tuning in over there. Make sure you subscribe to the channel for more episodes. Now let's dive in. I'm usually someone who dives headfirst into like all the nerdy techie stuff, like what's new on the World Wide Web. I've been like that since AOL dial-up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 
But I'm not going to hold y'all. When I first started to um, see like Bitcoin and NFTs and all this stuff pop up online, I felt a bit overwhelmed and intimidated. And I figured as someone who's an avid learner and consumer of these types of things, if I felt that way, you guys probably felt the same way too. You know, I've taken up a lot of space online over the years. And for me personally, it's super important to continue to learn and be on top of all things internet, how it affects my business and the future growth for me personally and professionally. In a while back, Casey, I came across what appeared to be a pretty impromptu PSA regarding Web 3.0 and how important it was for us to tap into that area on your Instagram. Mm -hmm. And it was the simplicity in how you explained it for me, sis. It was the simplicity for me because I had already seen it so much online. um, And just in the consumption, I felt overwhelmed. And I was like, I am someone who's just genuinely interested in this type of stuff and it's overwhelming me. I know that most of my audience is completely naive to it even being a thing and so I knew at that moment when I saw that Instagram video that I had to bring you in to give us the game in the simplest way possible so welcome to the show Casey thank you so much thank you so much I'm so honored yeah yeah first of all before we dive in I've got to give you a huge congratulations on your recent nomination as a Webby Award honoree now, amazing. <laughs> listen, if y'all don't know what the Webby Awards are, it's the leading international award honoring excellence on the internet. And according to New York Times, it's the internet's highest honor. And Casey's yeah, company is. is now one of seven companies yeah. recognized globally. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I think we got the right person in the building today. <laughs> I'm just saying. I still <laughs> appreciate you, sis. Of course. Um, Congrats. How's it going, thank Casey? You. It's it's really good, Tati. And you said a mouthful in saying that, you know, at least my approach and, and I would say people like you too is really simplifying this thing. Like there is no reason why gatekeepers should keep a whole bunch of people out of stuff that is not rocket science. And honestly, yeah. a lot of this stuff on the web, business even, um, finance and all of this stuff is really not rocket science, but we're left behind because people intentionally charge $100,000 for a mission to get an MBA before you can understand how to do certain things, right? Or they make sure you have to be elite and come from money and all of these things. Um, but to put on a summit where we literally use the metaverse, we use the cyberspace to edify Black women around the world, and then receive the designation of a Webby Award honoree in the category of business and finance when it was just for Black women, like it is huge and it shows that this stuff ain't that hard, right? Uh, it was right. absolutely free, um, absolutely safe. We were talking about, you know, automation and scale at the same time, saying I shave and we line sisters now, yes. all of this stuff, right? Yes. So I'm, I'm happy, I'm, I'm thrilled. I, I knew this would happen and be very, very honest. Um, so because we are that dope, I'm just happy that it's not taking a whole lot of time for people to uh, get hip to this type of movement for Black women. For sure. And I think I told you in our group chat maybe a couple of weeks ago that I felt like you were, you're already doing your thing in the tech space, but I feel like you're still so new in the tech space, but you're already making like huge strides. And um, I can't remember verbatim what I said to you, but I just want you to know, sis, that you're about to kill it because your understanding of what's happening 
is just very rare. And I can say that because I've been online for a long time. Yeah. And the things that you've been able to not only digest, but execute, articulate to other people, um, especially like in your Blaze community, it's just been like really incredible to watch. And I know there's a lot of information out there on Web 3.0, even if we don't know, like a lot of people don't know that's what it's called. But yeah. even I think first it was Bitcoin and then we started hearing about NFTs and it's like now the yeah. blockchains is just so much yeah. that's being thrown around out there. And I know within the last two years during COVID, you've seen it. So many people, especially small business owners, black small business owners were thrown into this world of digital. And yeah. it really seemed like they were like deers and headlights. I mean, you and I knew what was right. going on and we were kind of ahead. We were ahead of the wave because we didn't panic. Yep. We knew we were yep. already online. We were already dominating in this space, but there were so many people who really did not have a clue what was going on. And right. so I think it's safe to say some people might call it an assumption that it seems many entrepreneurs and small business owners are just now getting comfortable with Web 2.0. So yep. I think let's just start the conversation today with that. Can you explain what Web 3.0 is in the most simplest terms? And what are yeah. some of the significant differences between the Internet as we know it now and yep. this new wave of Web 3.0? Yeah, I'm happy to. So uh, just to paint the picture, right, uh, it's important for all of us to understand that the Web as we know it, like open for consumer consumption, um, has only been around since the early 90s, literally the early 90s. I believe it was 92 or 94 where the World Wide Web was accessible to all of us. But that was Web 1.0 in that it was only about information. Like it was not sexy. There were no colors and branding and aesthetics, right? Um, it was very binary, very vanilla, meaning very basic information. You key in a short code and you get certain information that spit out, right? Um, but there was nothing sexy about it, okay? So it was all about information. And then, and, and I would liken that, I would liken that to uh, black and white television, right? When, when television came out, it wasn't like who has Pixar and who has, you know, three-dimensional graphics. It was black and white and like, this is the broadcast, right? Like that's as good as you were gonna get, but that was better than anything we had before, right? Mm -hmm. And then you started seeing the emergence of web 2.0 and that all of a sudden it was more than information. It was actually community and entertainment, right? Like you actually had Facebook there, not because it was giving you definitions from Webster, right? right. Uh, but because like people want to put stuff out there. They want to put their pictures out there. They want to put status updates out there, right? And then so from there, you had a lot of other entertainment type platforms, Spotify, just for music, right? Um, so on and so forth. So you have this, you have this evolution to Web 2.0, where folks were on the internet not to retrieve information and go back and do things with their in their natural life, but to sit in it, right? We started sitting in it, right? So if, if, if Facebook were to publish their numbers today about the number of hours people spend just consuming content, I'm talking about like at our parents' age, our grandparents' age. Now, you know, y'all gonna get on the book and, and tell yeah. them about blah, 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 <laughs> right? Yeah. That's Web 2.0, okay? 
And if Web 1.0 was black and white television, I would liken Web 2.0 to color TV because now it's this extra, right? It's entertainment. It's like, how vivid can we get, et cetera? And then what is rapidly on its way, but it is still early. I'm going to say that Lawrence time. It is still early. It, it, is, it is so early that any of y'all listening can get on this wave and win big in web 3.0 the same way that the people who were foolish enough at the time radical enough visionary enough at the time back when podcasts started being big a lot of people think that you know a lot of people feel that they they wish they latched on eight years ago like a whole lot of people because podcasts are back on up on the swing again so web 2.0 is is color television now web 3.0 is 3d in that uh, these experiences on the internet are now becoming very, very real, right? Where you are truly immersed in a reality. I will use, you know, outside of NFTs and blockchains and all of that, right? Because honestly, that's not necessarily applicable to everybody. If you think about what has been happening where you say something or you think something uh, or you search something inside of another platform, they pushing you exactly what you need, right? They're using what is called metadata, meaning based on your recent search, they have billions of other searches that have happened and they know your profile, like to a T. Like they know that somebody like you, based on 97% of other people who do the same things on the internet, you'd probably be interested in this. And I want you to think about that from the mindset of a business owner, right? Like if you had that much accuracy around your 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 customers' proclivities, their likes, their dislikes, what they consume um, via TV or radio, you won't be forced feeding stuff down their throat anymore. Like you will stop wasting your time with people who don't want what you have and really spend your time with the people who are going to check out again and again, right? So conceptually, Web 3.0 is this 3D immersion, immersion into cyberspace where you can get all of your needs met okay so now let me talk talking about an example examples of that right when we think about what cryptocurrency is before crypto in the united states as well as other places in the world money was the only way you could exchange value literally the one dollar is one dollar you can't say it's something else right because you don't own it the government owns it the same thing with pesos the same thing with shillings in other countries right but because of crypto, which is completely separate from the government, the government prints money. They don't print crypto, right? Crypto folks have been able to take the same serial numbers you see on your iPhone or your washing machine, and, and it's a unique identifier. They've been able to prescribe essentially unique identifiers to currency, and it is yours. And, it, and, it, and it's based on not what the government says it is, but on the, the value of that digital asset, right? Right. I'm going to quickly pivot to artwork, right? It is the same thing. Today, you know if you have the unique piece, right? There, there are signatures at the bottom. Anybody can look at it and know whether something is authentic versus a, a copy print. The mm-hmm. same thing is happening in the cyberspace. Somebody can make a piece of art, and because a serial number, a unique identifier is tied to that, it don't matter if people got counterfeits out there or not. Like, you know this is the original because you literally have the unique identifier right. for this digital piece of asset. And not because the government said it's valuable. If you think it's valuable and five other people think it's valuable and they want to pay you $5,000 for this unique mm-hmm. asset, they can do it. And you can exchange outside of the government's printed money. And I'll give one last example, right? Just to put this in context, right? Especially for, for business owners. This is now spilled over into the music industry. And I'm talking about <laughs> Black people are the front runners around this. Snoop Dogg and yes. Dre especially, where it used to be 
right? We fighting over royalties, right? But because Web 3.0 is happening, they can make a song, a creator can make a song, prescribe their unique identifier to it and sell it to anyone that wants it. Not going through middlemen, period, right? Yeah. Period. And so that is that is the crux, right? Because we've arrived to a point now. That is the crux of why Web 3.0 is so important for us as Black people, Black women especially, to understand because you have all of a sudden cut out all middlemen and your consumers want to interact with you directly. The same way they want to interact with the songwriter directly, the same way they want to interact with, with artists directly instead of going to the museums where they never see the artist and they got to auction and buy it from the museum and pay a commission and none of it go, you know, maybe a small portion of it goes up to the artist. You are now able to create products, sell it directly to your people. If you want to create tokens where they buy via tokens instead of cash, you can literally do that. And a term I want all of y'all to remember is this is possible because now decentralization is sexy. People no longer want to go through Facebook to get to you. They don't. Facebook uh, stock price went down recently because they just showed that users are spending less time on their platforms. That's because decentralization is sexy. People are making their own apps. They're making their own communities, so on and so forth. And that is why Web 3.0 is going to change the game because it is 3D where you're not, people aren't having to go to these central locations, the government, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, to get to you. They can access you directly and you can create whatever you want. Absolutely. and. That really makes me think about really, and to give you an additional example, think about the designer bags. It's like they give you that little card of authenticity in there. And that's how you know it's not like a replica. And so this kind of puts me in the the mindset of the ownership that I'm always preaching about. And I had a client almost a couple of weeks ago say like, I remember when you were having these conversations, I remember mm-hmm. how people looked at you when you decided to like become your own media house. Mm-hmm. And now you're 10 steps ahead of us and we're just trying to figure out. And it brought me to the point you made about the podcast, like those who mm-hmm. hopped on board when it first became a thing before it was the mm-hmm. thing to do are so much ahead. And so that's really why I wanted to have this conversation today is because I don't want anybody to be left behind, especially um, minority black women. That's where my heart is. And I see so many of them playing catch up and it literally saddens me because it's too much information out here. There are too many of us doing this thing and have been doing this thing to learn from. And it's like, as with anything else, you know, it's a risk. This whole thing, the internet is a big risk. You never know what's going to change and you're always going to have to just hop on board and figure out how to implement. And so you mentioned Snoop Dogg and how they've been utilizing uh, Web 3.0 and just all of the different aspects of it. And so I think primarily when I first started to when I was introduced to it, it seemed like it was more in the music artistic state. And it was really hard for me to wrap my mind around, like, how do I use use this and position myself as someone that is right now a service-based small business owner and just how intimidating it could be for people to try to figure out like how do I fit into this equation and so can you share with us 
some of the ways, I mean, whatever you're willing to share that you are currently using Web 3.0 or plan to use Web 3.0 to grow and scale your business. Because earlier this year, I believe you launched your own app. And I Mm -hmm. believe that, you know, I imagine this was a huge investment in time, obviously, just considering research and trying to figure out how your specific company, Blaze, fits into this whole dynamic and also maybe a financial investment. So can you tell us about your journey here and how you plan on using Web 3.0 to grow and scale your business? Yeah, 100%. And and while before I get into this, I want to say, you know, if you all... Because I believe that proximity to power is just so fire in that you will just naturally absorb a lot of things, right? So on Twitter, just FYI, if you see anybody add a .eth to their name, they're doing crypto and probably doing some other blockchain, you know, NFT type stuff. I think explain what blockchain is, Casey, before you move forward? Because I feel like a lot of people might not know what that is. Yeah, in the simplest terms, and all you need to understand is the simplest terms, I promise you, it is essentially saying it is decentralized from anything else, decentralized from the government's currency, right? So blockchain is, they created their own chain of value, their own chain of identifiers, their own. So if I use an example of what predated this, you know, if you want to trade stocks, like things of value, ownership in people's companies, you're doing it on the New York Stock Exchange, right? Um, you're doing it on, you know, other indices, the Dow Jones or whatever. Um, and that is centralized, right? Like it's a whole bunch of different people's stocks on this central place. And who regulates it? The SEC, the government, you know, all right. Blockchain is completely separate. It is their own chain. And, and, there, and there's these chunks of types of crypto. Um, and they're called different things, but it's essentially technology that is completely separate from the government's infrastructure where they have said, I'm going to name it this, then I'm going to give it this unique value. And literally, if anybody wants to buy it, that's the value, right? And if nobody wants to value, buy it, it's valueless, right? It's like literally like a used car, right? It right. could be worth nothing today and tomorrow it's worth whatever somebody wants to pay for it. Like that, that is, is as simple as it is. And, and honestly, that's all you need to understand, Right. And then if you start following these people, Snoop has one, uh, and, and uh, Dr. Dre, I probably should have said the doctor first. Dr. Dre is the other one that's really big in this one, um, not Dre, but follow them and you'll see they have some pages with E-F-E-T-H. Mm-hmm. Ethereum um, is a platform that's similar to the New York Stock Exchange where they trade their stuff and they can trade art, they can trade songs, they can trade anything. And then getting into you know what I've done to capitalize and what I would recommend other people do, and I mean this when I say it, it's going to sound crazy, um, but I mean this, you should 100% not chase what seems sexy or what other people are doing. Um, the things you should lean into are what makes sense for what your goal is. Uh, a lot of times we run after what is sexy because we believe in scarcity. And I'm going to tell you something. You are a victim to being part of a group where they only want one or two of us in their companies. Back in the day, they did choose the rules. That is not the case with Web3 because any creator can sell anything. And if anybody wants to buy it, it is a value, right? So do not look at what everybody else is doing and say, oh, dang, I got to catch up there. I got to do this. Literally sit down with your business plan and figure out what the things are and your core product should not be more than three, 
I went to McDonald's the first time because they said Big Mac, Big Mac, Big Mac. When I got there, it was 50 things on the menu, but I didn't know that in the beginning. I didn't have to. Same thing with the Whopper, right? So sit down and think about what you want your, your three, let's call it three. It could be one, right? Um, your core products to be and ask yourself, right? Like, how do I want this to look in the metaverse? Um, because the answer is going to be that there are a whole bunch of tech tools that help you get there. I will give some examples from my own business. So when I said I wanted to target black female entrepreneurs, right? I knew I wanted to capitalize on the way metadata works where some one person does one thing and if they're 97% of people who also like other things, right? Like, like they'll push that type of product to them and they'll probably use it, right? So right. I invested in a software that I only had to pay for one time and I have act, lifetime access to it called Audience Surf, A-U-D-I-E-N-C-E-R dot I-O. And what Audiencer does is you put in a profile that you want to push your, your product in front of, right? And be, based on what everybody else has been doing on, the, on Facebook, millions and millions and millions of people, they tell you the other 30 categories that they're into as well. And so when I wanted to throw the summit, for instance, right, the first time throwing the summit and 910 people registered. Why? Because I use audience there to capitalize on metadata. And I said, yo, I want to get in front of the black female entrepreneurs who like loving hip hop. I think that's what I said initially. And then they gave me 50 other things. It was like, yeah, Atlanta yep. Housewives and Drake. Yep. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like push it to all these people. And they registered. So many people at the summit said, <laughs> so many people said, I don't even know how I got here. It popped up here. I don't know them, right? But I'm right. leveraging, not because I see a whole bunch of other people doing this, but I just understand metadata and I understand how they're targeting me, right? Where I think mm -hmm. about something, I search through something that shows, other things that I'm interested in shows up. And that is why I leverage Audiencer. And I paid $297 for it one time and I have it for life. And the dope thing about it is it gets smarter and smarter because the more I use it for the women that I am targeting, that makes it smarter because their behaviors feeds it. And the more accurate it is, the more people that click on my stuff is saying mm -hmm. it's reinforcing like, oh yeah, this is 99% accuracy today. And tomorrow it's 99.5, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that was one example. Another example is me realizing that people are moving away from centralization. What do I mean by that? People, and before I say that, I'll say it's me too, right? If I have Because I, I really try to put vocabulary to my behavior so that I can understand how to use strategy. A lot of people are, and I get it, are frustrated with the algorithms in Instagram because their friends aren't seeing their content anymore. If I look at my experience with Instagram, I'm on there longer personally throughout the day because I ain't just flipping through stuff I don't care about. I see like the core I yeah. like, and I'm like continuously sharing it on my yes. story. I see stuff that's actually funny to me, not like some cheesy stuff that I'm into. So yes. it is truly curating things that I'm interested in. And because of that, they're getting more of my time, right? Mm -hmm. And no, I have not seen what my friend posted in three weeks, but it means I'm not interested in her content, right? And that is decentralization, right? Instead of it saying, like, you just going to be a part of this booking and you see this, like, it is giving people a unique experience, right? Right. So yeah. understanding that is where people are going and they don't necessarily want to see all of my content just because they like Casey, right? I started fragmenting right? Compartmentalizing the things that I offer. There is a page for free black girls podcast because it's a whole lot of people that probably don't want that content. Cool. You don't even got to see it. You follow that page as you want. That and, it's, and it's, I have a higher chance of getting in front of that target audience, right? Because they want to see that. And not everybody that follows I am Casey Ariel. 
I segmented my book. Some people are poets and authors and spoken word artists who love the stuff I put out with my book. That is segmented. It don't have to come through my page, right? Like, because my friends may not want to see that, right? So I started there. Um, but what I also did is created this app because I'm making a bet that Facebook and Instagram ain't going to be as sexy as it has been in the past, right? It already is. Right, 100%, right? And if I can get, not everybody, I don't need everybody pulling up. I'm trying to monetize my audience. If I can get the people who want to rock with Blaze specifically in our own incubated app, right, then I can release stuff. I can push stuff directly to them in their hands, right? Like not in the email, but literally push notifications and all of this stuff in their hands via an app. Um, And it's, my app is on... Uh, on the Android side, 15,700 plus devices, right? Because it's, you know, it's tablets, it's watches, it's, you know, whatever. And it's on all iOS devices. But I'm making a long-term play, right? I don't know when it's going to go away and change. Facebook has already changed its name because now it's meta. Like, now they're just saying they're making a bet on meta. They're not making a bet on social media anymore, right? But it's a long-term play, and I'm going to continue uh, iterating it as I go, much like Apple does for our iPhones when they push an update every night. Like, and that's again, like, like I'm gonna say this again because I don't do this. Like, don't do something just because other people are doing it and it's sexy. You sit down and you figure out like, what is your goal? Like, what are the things that you know you can do better than anybody else? Because your your story is unique, your experiences are unique, your hurdles are unique, right? Your strengths are unique. Um, and then you use tech to make that thing happen, right? That and, and, and that's how I approach yeah, say it. that again. Say that again. Because that that's how you marry the two. <laughs> yeah, you, you think about all of the things that make you unique, right? Like nobody can tell it like you because they don't have your story, they don't have your lens, right? They don't have your passions even, right? And then you leverage tech to make that thing happen. Um mm. and, and for real, like I automate, especially when the summer's going on. Over 3,000 tasks per month, right? Because I'm using tech to make it happen. I can dream as big as I want to, right? But the more I use this tech, the better I get and the more ideas that come. In December, I literally automated over 3,000 tasks in one platform called Zapier. That don't even count all the other automations that happen outside of Zapier um, because I use tech to make it happen. And that included all the women who the audience, their algorithm was pushing stuff in front of. So as soon as they clicked on the ad, they went into so many other loops and like stuff would just happen on autopilot. And I, to, to this day, I only work 10 hours a week on Blaze. That's inclusive of everything I do, right? Because yep. um, I'm using tech to make it happen. And the crazy thing is when you talk about Zapier and how when you did the conference, was it last year, right? How, yeah, December. You know, you use that metadata to literally do the work for you. It reminds me of when... I work for the solar company and this was my first time ever being exposed to metadata, right? I knew the basics of like Mm -hmm. how to set up Facebook ads and things like that. But to be honest with y'all, Facebook ads, setting them up was just too, it was too much work. It was Mm -hmm. too much work and it didn't give you a lot of return on your investment without blowing Mm -hmm. a whole lot of money, in my personal Mm -hmm. opinion. Mm -hmm. So when I got to the solar company and um, I realized how they were generating leads, I was like, okay, this is something I need to learn, not just for the Mm -hmm. company, but I need to learn this for my business because my mm-hmm. ultimate goal as much as I love online y'all my goal is to exit all- online so I can really live my life and mm-hmm. still still reap the benefits and the rewards of being a business in an online space and so we call them pixels and I think they still exist right but mm-hmm. this is when I really started to understand the power of metadata is when you can put one small aspect of your audience 
in there and literally they tell you all of the other things and you always hear like learn your target audience know who you're talking to but this stuff helps you to do that right Mm -hmm. because you the reality is in the beginning especially as a small business owner you won't really know all the intricate details about your audience but if you Mm -hmm. have some idea Web 3.0, the metadata, all of the stuff that the position that we're moving in towards on the web is going to help you work smarter, not harder, like Casey said. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was really amazing to see how one person could click on an ad about saving money on their power bill. And now we find out that they shop at Lowe's this many days a week. And this is the, these are the things they buy from Lowe's. And these are the things they watch on TV. And now they could be searching a TV show and our solar ad is going to pop up because the interests are for the same per- type of person. Yep. And so I think no matter at what stage of business you're in, this stuff that we're talking about, if you haven't tapped in, if this is the first time you're hearing about it, please do your due diligence. And like Casey said, don't try to do all the things, right? Bitcoin may be for one of us and NFTs may be for another. Um, Mm -hmm. You just have to figure out, like she said, what your goal is. What is your end goal? I always say that if you know your end goal, it'll be so much easier because you work backwards and you realize that everything is not going to be for you. And that's what makes this overwhelming is you feel like it's so many different aspects and components of it. How do I leverage this? But you have to know what your, what is your goal here? So you don't get overwhelmed. Use what you can use that's going to help you to get to your bottom line and keep it moving because the internet is forever going to change. It's web 3.0 now. It's going to be web 4.0 and 5.0 for as long Mm -hmm. as this world is in existence. But you have to figure out how to fit in and stand out at the same time so that you don't drown. And so um, I was just really curious to see how you were using web 3.0 to grow and scale your business. And when you launched your app, I was like, this girl is like, 10 steps ahead. (laughs) I've been on board long time. And so I think you're the perfect person to watch just to see how you're moving because it's funny that web 3.0 is a thing now and how we're really having to just dive in and learn, but you know how the internet is, it's information everywhere. And the attention spans of most humans are like this. So It's a lot of information. I think if you follow the right people that keep it simple and that are using it so it makes sense, that's the most important thing here. And I feel like before, even though we're still early on in season eight, I wanted to make this a priority episode because everything that y'all see me do moving forward is going to be a reflection of what's happening on the internet. Something really big is getting ready to happen with me where I'm about to like, pivot that like do a complete 360 it's going to shock a lot of people but I've been telling y'all for years it's been coming I've been working towards this I didn't do all of these things online for no reason and Casey you have definitely inspired me in so many ways and with this whole network this is why the the vision came to me years ago is because I knew it was bigger than you know, people, I think, aim now to be a part of something. And I've seen so many people, people who have more experience and years in the game than me, always trying to latch on to something else instead of owning who they are and creating around who they are. And I've always been big on ownership. And I know in that Instagram live, you you mentioned ownership quite a bit. And that's Mm -hmm. what really struck 
um, you know, my interest in like, okay, she's talking about Web 3.0. I really need to like prioritize figuring out how this is going to work for me for the goals that I already have set. Yeah. And so everything y'all see me doing with this network, it's all like such a bigger picture. And but you got to start doing the research. You got to start following um, people who are moving and shaking in this space like Casey, because she knows what she's doing. And even when she doesn't, you'll probably never know. But She's constantly educating herself and not just consuming the information, but she's executing right where she is. And I think that's admirable for not just me, but for everybody listening. So I think you talked, you know, you explain Web 3.0 very simply. And I thank you so much for that because I even understand it a lot better now. But I want to pivot the conversation just a little bit before we wrap up. And kind of dive more into something that we talk about offline a lot as well. About a week ago, I watched an interview with Gia Pepper. Shout out to Gia. I love Gia. She is like such a light. Um, she was on The Breakfast Club with Charlemagne, Angela Yee, and DJ Envy. They were having a conversation about Tanya Sams. And she was talking about Web 3.0 and like all of its components. And Charlemagne said something in that conversation because Gia mentioned that she feels like the whole web 3.0 is like you know real life sims you know we used to play that back in the day mm-hmm. and Charlemagne kind of interjected and he said something that really struck me he said that he thinks we need more disconnection than connection and he doesn't think that people are going to understand that until it's too late now I know that offline and on the essential conversations podcast we talk a lot about the importance of disconnect and mental health. And so Mm -hmm. as huge advocates for mental health, what are your thoughts, Casey, on the statement that Charlemagne made and how do you believe that we can continue to position ourselves and thrive in this new web 3.0 space and have a healthy balance between that disconnection that he's talking about and also like having some healthy online living so that we can continue to get to our bottom lines? Yeah, that's such a great question. And one thing I want to say about that is everything is a double-edged sword, right? A lot of times, especially people who are trying to make sales, they just push these rosy views of things, right? And they have no tolerance (laughs) for talking about the other side. And that's not thought leadership. And we need more people that look like us speaking about these things instead of just consuming stuff from, you know, folk who just want our money, right? Who often Mm -hmm. don't look like us. And I will say, you know, water is healthy, right? But the military uses it in waterboarding, right? So too much can drown you, right? Religion, right? right, At its core is meant to be beautiful and free, right? But people weaponize it and use it for control. And uh, Web 3.0 is no different in that. The danger, and this has already started happening, the danger of, um, there are books about it, uh, the danger of you only seeing content that you really, really like is that it, it it puts you at an extremist level without you realizing it, right? So the people, when Trump was in office, right? And people felt not hatred for the other side, but just some worry, right? Because they had some ideals they wanted to protect. They had some traditions and some views of themselves that they wanted to protect. Well, what happens when people like you, right? Like that kind of content and it's pushed to you day in and day out, everywhere you go, it reinforces your belief in, in right. In the land of, let's call it pure web 2.0 and definitely in web 1.0, it is just information, right? And it is objective. And you at least see both sides of what has happened now um, with metadata and artificial intelligence pushing you to things that you want to see just so you stay online longer. 
is that it it deepens it intensifies your views and that's on all sides that's on religious side so it, it puts people at polar um opposite spectrums which can be very very dangerous right and i will say folks felt the same way when tvs came out right and i don't want my baby watching tv because they're gonna see other viewpoints outside of this household right we my generation felt the same thing the same way when when young kids started using cell phones i don't want my baby having that much access right and in so that is not going to stop we're going to always be nervous about these things but we saw a lot of good from these same progressions right so i will say the flip right. side to web 3.0 and consuming information in this way is that there is for the first time in history an unprecedented level of of access for people who don't have the money to go to college, who don't have the money to go to trade school. Like you got coaches popping up every, I'm one of them. Like, like, bro, I was structuring multi-billion dollar deals. That's how I learned about tech. I was structuring deals for tech companies. Like Apple was my client, Uber was my client, Airbnb was my client. And back when I was doing what I was doing, you you couldn't get up in there with a, co a college degree. Sure people can. who worked for me had MBAs, right? And that's I paid $100,000 for them. But now because of the existence of Web 2.0, and then where we're going to where people want decentralization, they want to go straight to the source. You people can learn the game for free or little to nothing. I'm talking about the, the world-class knowledge, the best knowledge that is out there without having to go to these institutions where they're paying an arm and a leg and won't get the return, right? The app I did, y'all ain't gonna believe me, <laughs> but I did it in uh, less than 90 days. It was December, now. it was December, it was after Christmas. I was sitting in Zanzibar on vacation with my boo at, at Cape Town Fish Market Restaurant, right? When I saw the tech come through that I had been watching for a while that that had been at, that was at a promotional rate where I'm like, okay, I can afford to take this leap now, right? And I've been watching it for a long time. So the access, right. and, and, and then that ad got to me because it just knew. I'm talking about billions of people in the world, right? But based on my behavior and the things that I have been researching in my spare time, it knew where to find Casey. And that is the power, right? Because before it was only white boys in, in Patagonia vests who could move like that that quickly, right? And here I'm a, a black woman less than two years in entrepreneurship being able to do it. So that is the positive side of it. And it is why, you know, and Sadi heard me say this when I did the IG, the impromptu IG um, some months back. It is why I want black women to urgently, urgently start asking themselves these questions and how they leverage tech to get there because it is the way that we can have ownership for ourselves. If we look around at the way, you know, uh, big corporations speak in their Instagram, it is black women speak without a black woman right managing the teams or getting any of the credit or any of the money right um if we look at the way that corporations are speaking on twitter and which what trends in TikTok, like who the creators of the dance moves are but who gets the most views and who gets the sponsorship deals right it's people that don't look like us but web 3.0 gives unprecedented opportunity for us to create our content under our own serial numbers under our own apps under our own networks where we get 100 of the revenue and that has never happened before Right. And now is a good time to not be looking for a blueprint. Now we're in a prime space where we're creating blueprints, right? Because we're still so early on in this thing that it's not, now is not the time to try to look and see like who you can follow. Now is the time where you can actually do your thing in the most authentic form and it take off. That's the beautiful thing about Web 3.0 that I'm finding is that like you don't have to follow Casey's blueprint. You don't have to follow what I'm right. doing. You can right. literally take those genuine, raw, uncut ideas and take off with it because yeah. it's never going to have been done before. 
And right. so now is really time for the movers and shakers and people who have ideas to not settle and not hide behind the curtain. Like whatever your ideas are, figure out how you can literally take off. Because like Casey mentioned, people who were dead broke and didn't have much going on are literally seeing so much success in this space. We would all be foolish to not figure out how to make it work for us. Because the reality is if you don't, you're going to get left behind. And this is specifically really for the entrepreneurs, the thought leaders, um, the creatives out here who that struggle phase that we've had to go through, us who've been here, probably, you really probably don't have to do that if you leverage this thing the right way. And so um, this is a conversation, Casey, that we could just go on and on about because there's mm-hmm. it's just so much to it. But before we wrap things up, I know that there are many listeners right now who want to learn more about Web 3.0 and how to position themselves to own some of this new digital currency or digital real estate. Where would you recommend that they start? Do you have any um, resources that have helped you to learn what and where to invest and spend your time so that you are, um, we're all ahead of the game here? Yeah, I will say, and this is farther out, not that far out, but uh, definitely follow Blaze Group L to know when registration opens for the Summer 22 Summit. So the same summit that won the Webby Award honoree designation. We do this twice a year because we believe that Black women can live in the land of plenty. We don't got to wait a whole year for mass little littles come together, oh, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it is all about uh, web web 3.0 fintech cryptocurrency um it is absolutely free always and the the theme is fast forward to the future because it's 100 about this i've been talking a lot with a lot of speakers that's going to be there and i'm talking about black women who know the game like like know the game so cold it's crazy so definitely follow blaze group llc on all platforms uh instagram twitter tiktok you name it um so you can stay plugged in to that and then my i would say um because i think Learning hits a different way when you see people exercise their own voice. When you see them show up authentically, it gives you inspiration to do the same. It gives you ideas for how you can do the same. It it, reinf- it affirms you, et cetera, right? So I would follow some people, right? And when I, when I say this, you don't have to follow the same people I follow. I follow my avatar. And I think this is very important, right? Like there are people who have reached not the end of where I want to be, but certain levels to where I want to be, right? And I follow them on purpose. And I join their mailing list on purpose because I want to see how they move, right? I want to see how they show up. I want to see what, what arenas they're, they're showing up in. And I watch, I learn, I study, I ingest. Um, and I reach for those same things. So for me, I'm making a big bet bet on tech. Um, it is very deeply aligned with my passion and my skill sets, right? Um, so Morgan Debon is somebody that I follow very, very closely, right? And and that's her name on Instagram, Morgan Debon. She is the CEO and founder, co-founder of uh, Afrotech. She founded Blavity. She founded a whole bunch of stuff, Travel Noir, all of these, all of these things. And she leverages tech to power all of them. Um, and believe it or not, y'all, you can, when you, when you're doing that, it doesn't cost you a lot of money. Like what does code cost? Almost nothing. Right. Um, so Morgan Devon is somebody I follow very, very heavily. And then I would say, and again, this is strategy because I don't want y'all trying to mirror Casey. Like if you are in a beauty space, like figure out who it is you need to be following. Is it Fenty? Right. Is it, you know, uh, Bobby Brown because it's a certain aesthetic or style you want. Is it lavishly Jackie because she is the you know black woman in luxury Absolutely. today right mm-hmm. um but pick you at least one avatar I would say you you're doing a, a damn good job if you if you have about three um, and just follow them and you'll get inspiration because what I don't want you to do is be anchored on some static piece of information that's going to be stale in a week 
that ain't the goal. The goal is to give you the rep of continuously learning, continuously ingesting things, continuously being inspired. And uh, success leaves crumbs, right? So these people, these advertisers that you're following, they're going to continuously leave nuggets on your journey, on their journey for you to follow mm-hmm. and you will grow inevitably. Absolutely. Success leaves clues. Y'all heard that? I mean, that's the best piece of advice. If y'all don't hear anything else, she said this episode, I'm really big on that. I'm so beyond the textbook and like you said, information that they say is evergreen, but with how rapidly things are going, Mm -hmm. what you Google today is probably not going to be that relevant come Friday. And that's just the world we live in. The best examples are the people that are not only consuming the information, but they're executing the information. You can literally learn from their mistakes, what's working for them, what's not. And this is not to say that you copy what they do, but it is very important to follow people who are leading, especially in the spaces or in similar spaces or in spaces that align with the spaces that you're in. This month, I'm following Joe Biden. Every month, I pick a person that is in alignment with my end goal and my bottom line, and I follow them. And y'all know Joe Biden is like the king of podcast networks. I am going all the way back to when he started. And I'm literally listening to every interview he's done. I'm literally following, going back to his old tweets, his old whatever he has an archive on Instagram. Um, I'm literally following him so I can see what clues he's left, right? Because I may not agree with all of his opinions, but he's done it well. He's done it successfully. And because this is a space that I am trying to thrive in, I don't really care what other people are doing. I want to follow the people who have done what I'm doing. And I think that's just very important to watch. And I know there are people that watch me and see what I'm doing and they're going to take clues and see the failures and see the things that I've wanted and utilize that. And that's how you win. That's how you grow. That's how you become thought leaders. That's how you become ahead of the wave. And so thank you, Casey, so much for this conversation. Um, I know our conversations are usually like therapy, but this was therapy on another level. This was informative and I'm all for simplicity. And I feel like the way that you articulate tech and web 3.0 is just really amazing to watch. And so I want you guys to make sure y'all connect with Casey on Instagram. And I think your Twitter is the same handle. I am Casey Ariel. I'll make sure to leave all of her information for her personal brand and as well as Blaze Group LLC in the description for you guys to check out. Of course, make sure y'all join us for the virtual five-day conference. I think it's June 15th through 19th. Right, fifteenth through nineteenth, twenty twenty two, and yeah. Do you have anything else that you would like to share with us before we leave, Casey? Uh, I just want to tell y'all, I love this woman right here. <laughs> so, I love you too, doing, sis. Y'all pull up and came hard for my girl. Um, but thank you so much for having me on, sis. Thank you. I appreciate your time. I love you, and I'm gonna see you soon. Too. But thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, thumbs up this video. If you have any questions for Casey, leave them in the comments. I'll make sure to pass them on over to her. But definitely connect with her. She is one to watch. She is one to learn from. And she is one to grow with. I love you, sis. I appreciate your time. Thank y'all for listening. Make sure that you uh, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and uh, share this episode with all of your entrepreneur and small business owner friends. We appreciate you. We love you. Until the next episode, I'll talk to y'all soon.